Blessed be God, who enables us, through the Holy Spirit, to praise his holy name. Let us therefore bless the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, by proclaiming, Blessed be God forever. With this podcast, we gather to listen to God's holy word. In order to prepare our hearts for this task, we begin by acknowledging our sins and saying the following act of contrition. O my God, I repent with my whole heart of all of my sins. I detest them, for it is by them that I deserve the loss of heaven and all the sufferings of hell. But it is also by them that most of all I have offended you, infinite goodness. And it is because of this I firmly resolve, with the help of your grace, a grace that I ask you to grant me now and always, that I will do what penance I can, and desire to rather die than offend you again. Amen. O Lord, be in our hearts, and on our lips, and shown in our lives, so that we may proclaim and know the word of the Lord in the name of your Son, Jesus, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. First the Lord degraded the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the end he has glorified the steward road, the land west of the Jordan, the district of the Gentiles. Anguish has taken wing, dispelled is darkness, for there is no gloom where but now there was distress. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Upon those who dwell in the land of gloom, a light has shone. You have brought them abundant joy and great rejoicing, as they rejoice before you as at the harvest, as people make merry when dividing spoils. For the yoke that burdened them, the pole on their shoulder, and the rod of their taskmaster, you have smashed, as on the day of Midian. The Word of the Lord The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is my life refuge. Of whom should I be afraid? The Lord is my light and my salvation. One thing I ask of the Lord, this I seek, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, that I may gaze on the loveliness of the Lord and contemplate his temple. The Lord is my light and my salvation. I believe that I shall see the bounty of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord with courage. Be stout-hearted and wait for the Lord. The Lord is my light and my salvation. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree in what you say, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united 
in the same mind and in the same purpose. For it has been reported to me about you, my brothers and sisters, by Chloe's people, that there are rivalries among you. I mean that each of you is saying, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with the wisdom of human eloquence, so that the cross of Christ might not be emptied of its meaning. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Jesus proclaimed the gospel of the kingdom and cured every disease among the people. Alleluia, Alleluia. Hallelujah. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what had been said through the Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled land of Zebulun, and land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sit in darkness have seen a great light, and those dwelling in the land, overshadowed by death, a light has risen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father, and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, where are you? That's the question that is probably the most simplest to answer when it comes to being in Christ and being a part of the body of Christ. A lot of us don't understand this question because we never get it asked properly. And it's really the one question that really helps you understand whether you're on the road to heaven or if you're on the road to hell. Because the question is simply, where are you? 
Our readings today give us a couple examples of those places. Like in the Gospel, it starts out talking about John being arrested. So John is put in prison. That's where he is. As a result of John being arrested, Jesus withdraws to Galilee. He leaves his home and goes to a specific place in Galilee. Because he's, he's left Nazareth. He goes to Capernaum. And he's living in this area around Zebulun and Naphtali. This is where we connect this with the first reading from the prophet Isaiah, where we hear about the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, and those who dwell in the land of gloom, light has shone. And it gives us a chance to really think about, where are we? Are you in the valley of the shadow of death that is spoken about in Psalm 23? Or are you somewhere else? Are you wandering about somewhere else? Jesus walked along the Sea of Galilee where this light was, and he saw brothers, Andrew and Peter to be specific, and they were fishermen casting nets into the sea. And he said to them, come follow me. So he found them doing these normal tasks. And he asked them, follow me. He sees two other brothers and he says the same thing. Come follow me. Now, where they were at initially was just doing their daily lives. Being fishermen, casting a net. But Jesus called them, and they left and followed him, and then they were with him. They belonged to him. They were followers of him. And then we hear Paul making a statement to the Corinthians. He says, I hear there's a rivalries among you, because I hear each of you are saying something like, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. And then we get this simple question, where are you? You probably hear it more along the lines of, oh, you're a Christian, what denomination are you? There are those that will throw out some church designation, Catholic, Baptist, Presbyterian, whatever. Then there's others, oh, I'm non-denominational. Or you hear the statement, I'm spiritual, not religious. I don't belong to any church. And that locates you. It shows where you're at. I had a conversation with somebody not too long ago. And they were telling me that they were living in sin. They weren't going to church all the time. They had a lot of complicated things going on and I asked them where do you go to church how do you even worship anywhere do you at least read your bible oh yeah and then this person started telling me that they do fellowship with some people 
but they aren't affiliated with, say, the Catholic Church or some other church like that because they're just reading the Bible and she believes that you don't have to go to a church to know Christ. Which, in a general sense, is true. But it's also false. Because God calls you to a community of believers. Just like he called everybody to be Israelites in the Old Testament, he calls you to a church that he founded on Peter in the Gospels. A church that even Paul, when writing to Timothy, said that it is the foundation and anchor of the faith. You don't have to listen to anything else. In fact, John even says that there were those who left their congregation that went out from them just to prove that they weren't of them because since we stay within the community of believers, we don't have need that anyone teach us because we have the anointing by being in the right church. A light has shined in darkness. People who sit in darkness have seen a great light. Those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, a light has risen. But where are you? Are you abiding in the vine of Christ? Or are you trying to have God on a desert island? Are you trying to be spiritual but not connected to anyone else in the world? Are you part of the family of God? Or are you your own individual, your own man, your own woman, your own person? You see, that locates you. That tells you where you are on the path. If you're going the right way, if you're going the wrong way. And we're supposed to be following the faith that was once given to the church. In fact, in the creeds, it says that we're supposed to be pursuing the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Did you ever notice that nowhere in any of the creeds does it talk about Bible-believing only? In fact, the Bereans that are talked about in the book of Acts, they had to know what was the scriptures, what was the received text. Because even by the time Acts was written, there was a lot of conversations about whether or not Esther was even supposed to be part of the Jewish canon. And there were multiple Jewish canons at the time. These weren't even determined until over a hundred years later, supposedly, at a council at Jamnatha, a council that rejected books like First and Second Maccabees or Wisdom, even though they were accepted by the church as scripture at the Council of Rome in 382 AD, and then following by both the councils at Hippo and Carthage. And it wasn't until the Protestant Revolution, or Revolt, Reformation, 
that there had to be a Council of Trent to define, we do hold these books to definitely be scripture. They weren't added, they were recognized officially by the church at that time. Prior to it was always assumed that wisdom and Sirach were part of the scriptures. In fact, there's only seven lost books of the Bible, and if you look at an old King James translation from 1611, you know exactly which six they are. Even Luther, when he translated scripture into German, he had 1 Maccabees in his Bible. It was at a middle point in between the Old and the New Testament, in an appendix in most cases. And it really wasn't until the 1700s that publishers removed those seven books and the portions that were additional in Daniel and Esther from sacred scripture. So, you had books that were in Scripture forever that until really about 250, almost 300 years ago were still part of Scripture even though it wasn't recognized as Scripture by certain churches that refused to recognize the authority. They want you to be Bereans, but they don't know where the Scripture came from. Look at the Septuagint. Look at the the Peshetta, they include those books. Those would be the books, those Bereans that you talk about were looking at. So there is a problem here. And it does send this idea going through of who are you and who do you belong to. We can see it today in modern society that there are people that if you're of a particular political party, whether it's Democrat or Republican, they don't want nothing to do with you. Or if you don't stand for a certain ideology or a different uh, ideology, you're phobic or, or wrong. And they don't allow any kind of dissent. Just listen to someone talk about climate change or uh, the disparities in race and where gentrification comes in. It's all one-sided, tilted against a particular group of people. All you have to do is pay attention. But it brings us back to that first question. Where are you? Are you in the valley of darkness? Are you in the land of Zebulun and Naphtali? on the way to the sea by the Jordan in the Galilee of the Gentiles, sitting in darkness, or in a land overshadowed by death, seeing light for the first time? Are you just busy doing your everyday life like Andrew, Peter, James, and John, and just trying to be fishermen? Or... Are you in some religious group separated from everybody else because you're spiritual but not religious or you're non-denominational or you're a Baptist or a Lutheran or something else?
Because if you don't first recognize where you are, you'll never see Jesus walk by and call and say, Come, follow me. We who have listened to your word and pondered its meaning now turn to you to declare our faith in response by saying, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us men, and our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary, and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death, and was buried, and rose again on the third day, in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. At the invitation of Christ we come, dear Father, to await before your throne. We stand here not in our own righteousness, but we are clothed with the righteousness of Jesus Christ, your Son. As a result, we who have received your grace and our hearts, which are warmed by your Holy Spirit, now are inclined to praise you and say, Blessed are you, Lord, our God and God of our fathers, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of Jacob, the great, mighty, and awesome God, God supreme, who extends loving kindness and is master of all, who remembers the gracious deeds of our forefathers, and who has brought a Redeemer with love to their children's children for his name's sake. King, Helper, Savior, and Protector, blessed are you, Lord, Protector of Abraham. Your might is eternal, O Lord, who revives the dead, powerful in saving, who makes the wind to blow and the rain to fall, who sustains the living with loving kindness, who revives the dead with great mercy, who supports the fallen, heals the sick, frees the captive, and keeps faith with the dead. Who is like you, Almighty, and who resembles you, O King, who can bring death and give life, and make salvation blossom forth? And faithful are you to revive the dead. Blessed are you, Lord, who makes the dead live. You are holy, and your name is holy, and those who are holy shall praise you every day. Blessed are you, Lord, the holy God. You sanctified the seventh day unto your own name as the culmination of creation of heaven and earth. 
you blessed it above all days, and hallowed it above all seasons, as is written in your Torah. Completed were the heaven and the earth, and all their array. On the seventh day, God finished the work that he had made. On the seventh day, he rested from all the work that he had made. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because on it God ceased from all the work that he had created to function thereforth. Those who keep the Sabbath and call it a delight shall rejoice in your kingdom. A nation that sanctifies the seventh day will be sated and delighted with your goodness. The seventh day you desired and sanctified. You called it the precious of days, a remembrance to creation. Moses rejoiced in the portion assigned to him. You did call him a faithful servant. You placed a crown of glory upon his head when he stood before you on Mount Sinai and brought down in his hand two stone tablets on which was written the law of keeping the Sabbath, as it is written in your Torah. The children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, observing the Sabbath throughout all generations as a covenant for all time. It shall be a sign for all time between myself and the children of Israel. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he ceased from work and rested. You did not give it, O Lord our God, to the other nations of the world, nor did you, our King, make it the heritage of idol worshippers. In its serenity the heathen will not dwell. For unto Israel, your people, and to the seed of Jacob, whom you chose, did you give it in love. A nation that sanctifies the seventh day will be sated and delighted with your goodness. The seventh day you desired and sanctified. You called it the precious of days, a remembrance of creation. You are one, and your name is one. And who is like your people Israel, a nation unique on earth? Glorious greatness and a crown of salvation, a day of rest and holiness has you given to your people, a day on which Abraham was glad, Isaac rejoiced, and in which Jacob and his children have found rest, a rest of love and generosity, a rest of truth and faithfulness, a rest of peace and tranquility of calm and security, a perfect rest of the kind that you desire. Your children shall recognize and know that their rest comes from you, and that their rest sanctifies your name. Our God and God of our fathers, be pleased with our rest. Sanctify us through your commandments, and set our portion in your Torah. Gratify us with your goodness, gladden us through your salvation, 
and purify our hearts to serve you in truth. Give us your holy Sabbath, Lord our God, with love and favor as our heritage. And may Israel, who sanctifies your name, rest on it. Blessed are you, Lord, who sanctifies the Sabbath. Favorably receive, O Lord our God, your people Israel, in their prayer. Restore the worship to your temple in Zion. Receive with love and favor the offerings of Israel and their prayer. And may the worship of your people Israel always be favorably received by you. May our eyes behold your return to Zion in mercy. Blessed are you, Lord, who restores his divine presence to Zion. We give thanks unto you, who are the Lord our God, and God of our fathers for all eternity. You are the strength of our lives, the shield of our deliverance. In every generation we shall thank you and declare your praise for our lives that are entrusted into your hand and for our souls that are in your care and for your miracles that are daily with us and for your wondrous deeds and goodness that occur at all times, evening, morning, and noon. You are the benevolent one, for your mercies are never ended, the compassionate one, for your deeds of kindness do not stop. Always have we placed our hope in you. For all this, O our King, may your name be always blessed and exalted forever and ever. All the living will forever thank you and praise your name in truth. O God, our eternal salvation and help. Blessed are you, Lord, whose name is goodness. It is pleasing to give thanks to you. Establish peace, well-being, blessing, grace, loving-kindness, and mercy upon us, and upon all Israel, your people. Bless us, our Father, all of us as one, by the light of your presence. For by the light of your presence have you given us, O Lord, our God, a Torah of life, love of kindness, justice, blessing, compassion, life, and peace. And it is good in your sight to bless your people Israel at all times and in every hour with your peace. Blessed are you, Lord, who blesses his people Israel with peace. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. My God, guard my tongue from evil and my lips from speaking deceit. Let my soul be silent to them that curse me. Yes, let my soul be like dust unto all. Open my heart to your word and let my soul pursue your commandments. And all who think evil against me, quickly annul their designs and frustrate their intentions. May it be your will, O Lord, our God and God of our fathers, 
that no person be jealous of me, nor I of others, that I not become angry, and that I not anger you. Save me from the evil inclination, and place humility in my heart. Do it for the sake of your name, and for the sake of your might, for the sake of your holiness, for the sake of your word, in order that your loved ones may be saved. Save me through your might and answer my prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O God, my strength and my Redeemer. May he who makes peace in the heavens make peace for us and for all Israel and say, Amen. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us go in peace and glorify the Lord with how we live among others. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to our podcast today and adding your prayers to ours. As a result of those who have been generous in giving donations to this particular podcast through the buymeacoffee.com backslash detesh link, we now add the following prayer. Dear Father, because you have loved us and have given to us, we love you and give to you in return. Help us to never give reluctantly or under compulsion, but cheerfully. For we remember Jesus Christ, who though he was rich, for our sakes became poor, that through his poverty we might become rich. We therefore pray for all of our benefactors who have supported this ministry with financial donations through the buymeacoffee.com backslash detesh link. That is buymeacoffee, one word, dot com backslash d-t-e-s-h link. For we thank you for all their time and provincial support, which enables us to fulfill this ministry that you have entrusted to us. As a result, we pray for their personal intentions, knowing that you have a good plan for each one of our lives. For those who are ill, we pray for your healing touch to be upon them. For those who are in need of a job, we ask that the doors of employment open to them. For those in need of hope, we ask that your light will scatter the darkness in their life and fill them with your love. We ask for peace to reign in each one of their hearts and the hearts of their loved ones. For those who are lukewarm, we ask that you will fan the flame of a new passion for your name in their hearts. For the lost, we ask that you enfold them in your loving embrace so that they can know how to be near to you who are close at hand to each one of us. For those who are brokenhearted, we ask that your touch 
would mend their hearts. For those in need of mercy, we ask that they will know the healing balm of your forgiveness. For those in need of grace, we ask that you lavishly pour forth your grace in abundance. For those struggling with addictions, we ask that you set them free from these chains. For those who are in fear, we ask that they may come to know that you are greater than all things, because you are the perfect love that cast out fear. For those who are in sorrow and mourning, we ask that you turn their tears into joy. And for those who are healthy, with peace and joy, we praise you, Lord, and we ask you to continue to secure them in those graces. Grant, we pray, O Heavenly Father, that all of our families, all of our friends, and every one of our benefactors will one day meet you face to face in your heavenly kingdom. We know that we can never repay you for the gift of salvation that you give us, for the very eternal life that you want to impart to us, and the cleansing of sin that you willingly provide, as well as the peace and joy that are ours in Christ Jesus. But we do ask that you accept all those who have given to Detach Catholic Place through the buymeacoffee.com backslash D-T-E-S-H link as a means of showing our recognition of your love for us and our gratitude for you. In Jesus' name, amen.